welcome to our Deeper Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Have you ever had a question for the opposite sex in which you seek to be answered authentically? On this podcast, that is exactly what we do. I discuss intimate topics with guests as they share their point of view about dating, sex and relationships. We are raw and authentic to reveal the essence of how the opposite sex feels about today's topic we are exploring. If you have a question, please feel free to write to us and ask. It just might inspire our next episode and get answered. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's dive in deep to today's topic. Welcome to our Deeper Secrets Revealed podcast. I'm Sarah Finlay and thank you so much for listening. In today's episode, we'll be discussing don't panic dating in your 20s versus your 30s. And today to give me the male's perspective is Bruce. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. So do you think dating in your 20s versus your 30s is different or pretty much the same? Uh, Dating in my 30s is fucking awesome. Dating in my 20s was kind of like trial and error time. I had a girlfriend for four of those years and it's a pretty formative time of your life. Pretty much for anybody. But after that, I felt like I'd kind of gotten the groundwork for what I needed today. And being in my 30s, it's got its ups and downs. But I'd say in the dating front, it's a million times better than what it was like even four years ago. So do you think it's because you're in your 30s now and you've learnt stuff about yourself and that's why? Or do you think because apps and all the technology and you just think it's easier, you don't have to try as hard in real life? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, it's it's a ton of that shit. So in my personal life, I just have kind of an unpredictable schedule. So that's where the apps come in and save my life. And at the same time, like with my crazy schedule comes – you know, like a pretty decent paycheck. And for me, that is like enough to make me, you know, comfortable enough to just go out whenever I feel like it and, you know, do the types of dates that I would have wanted to do back in my 20s. But now, you know, I I just feel like there's a lot more fluidity to it. I can decide like, all right, this night, I'm going to go out and do this type of date with this person. And you know, this is with people that I probably would never have met otherwise. And, you know, again, that's where like the apps come in and kind of save my ass. Like I don't have to worry about like going to the same restaurant over and over again and like hoping I see the same chick or like, I don't have to worry about trying to date within my gym or like at work and just like taking that risk of, you know, having a decent date or like hooking up with someone and then having to like see your face to face, like every day after (laughs) like I could date someone across town and this is Los Angeles. So across town is like, you know, 45 minutes of work. And because of that, I feel like you can have, you know, some higher risks or lower risk and like a much higher reward because of it. (laughs) That's so LA to say that as well. 45 minutes of work (laughs) to drive 45 minutes. Like if, Forty-five minutes That's could mean considered you, a you, long distance in yes. LA. <laughs> yeah, long distance. You travel more than three miles. It's probably more than forty-five minutes. 
long distance, not even interstate or <laughs> in another country. LA, <laughs> LA cracks me up sometimes. Um, what about? The, I think though there can be some charm in meeting someone in person. Like, aren't there a few? I know guys have said to me the they believe that the app and the online game is different for women and maybe much easier for us than it is for the men or maybe there's lots of flakes or maybe my brother likes to say girls that are just looking for an ego boost if he finds it challenging yeah you know finding someone in person does it have a charm then a little bit or not because that feels like someone finding someone in person is it's kind of like a needle in a haystack in a way like it's so easy just to burn through matches when you're online but like when you actually meet someone in real life and you find a decent connection it's something special and for me these days like I don't go out as much as I did in my 20s and like I don't even have like the stamina to just like keep up with like going to a bar like going out to a club so yeah like these days like when I meet someone in person it's something different it's something unique and something that definitely stands out a lot from whoever I'm going to meet online. Yeah. Do you think people in their 20s know how to do that or can we give them some advice, some of our wisdom? What wisdom can we share to the people in their 20s dating? Oh, man. Because I know you might not believe it right now, but you don't know everything in your early 20s like you think you do. <laughs> I, I wish you'd had this podcast like five years ago so I could listen I to I wish you. podcasts existed five years ago, right? So I, I'm going to like terminator this shit like terminator one and and you know convince sarah connor that i've just come back from the future so that she'll have sex with me even though i look like a guy that just came off the streets and yeah you know where i'm going but i feel that maybe you know if you're in your 20s you know right now i I think just take advantage of having all the energy in the world and like being able to go out and party and recover on a monday night and be fine for tuesday morning a monday night so you wiped off your monday still yeah that's incredible i didn't do that i mustn't have partied hard enough (laughs) (laughs) so any other advice for people in their 20s i want to share as much wisdom gold as we can what i would say to people in their 20s is you're at the age where, for one, obviously you're in your 20s, you're legally old enough to go out and drink and go out clubbing. And I'm not saying you got to go out and party and booze every night in the week, but you're actually allowed to be at these places where you're going to find people your age. You're going to find people in their 30s and maybe their 40s, um, depending on what side of town you're on, you're going to find some cougars. But just go out and enjoy the fact that they probably want to know where the cougars are at if I was being a 20-year-old oh, male. Yo, if you're in LA, Manhattan <laughs> Beach is where it's at. Oh. Cougar town right there. That was a question for the 20-year-old man in me. Continue going. <laughs> so you go out and you're legally allowed to be there. But second of all, you got the energy for it. And I can't believe, you know, that like five years ago, I would have like 10 times the energy I got these days for just keeping up, like going out and staying out late and having my fun and being able to make it a work in one piece the next day. Just enjoy the fact that you're physically good being out late 
and meeting all these people and you just have so much more time you have fewer responsibilities but you're making more money than you were in your late teens early 20s and you just have a whole entire host of opportunities that you didn't have even like three or four years before so it sounds like what you're trying to say to the people in their 20s is maybe like enjoy the moment it's lots of fun in your 20s and to not stress yourself out thinking that you need to like find a husband or find a wife and like be thinking so serious that you need this boyfriend and you really want to meet the one like just enjoy your time in your 20s and trust that you'll meet the person at the right time and just not to stress about it really oh hell yeah go out and have your fun like you're gonna meet a lot of interesting people and you have your chance to just like date around i'm not saying like go out and you know, the same be it. responsible. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't go out like barebacking it and catching the clap every other night. Just like be smart about the fun you have. But you're at the point where you're going to intersect with a lot of people in person that I would say, you know, once you hit your 30s and you get more responsibilities and you start to feel the weight of your metabolism catching up to you, it's a good opportunity right now to just enjoy where you are in life. Yeah. Do you enjoy dating in your thirties though? I think dating in my thirties is a blast. Yeah. So I want to, you know, anyone out there that's just become single in sometime in their thirties and you're feeling like super scared right now. I totally get it. I was, I felt that way as well because I got told it was, pretty much horrible out there basically but i'm here to tell you otherwise and to not to listen to any of those people and to trust that it's going to be fun and it's going to be okay and you too can enjoy the dating ride and the way to do that is i think not to take it too seriously i know people probably are like what what do you mean don't take it too seriously but if you take it too seriously i think you just you lose the fun in the dating, right? Yeah, you're not going to have any fun if you take it too seriously. Yeah. You know, if you find someone that you have a really strong connection with, then yeah, you know, take it more seriously. But in the meantime, you know, you're meeting up with someone for a drink on a Wednesday night. If it doesn't go well, it's all good. You know, you can meet someone else the same night. It's completely fine. There's nothing to get hung up about. It's just, a waste of your time to take things too personally and lose sight of the fact that you've got plenty other options out there and you're going to find people that connect with you on a much better level than like, oh yeah, uh, you know, I, I like this sport or like, yeah, I like these types of movies or music, mm. like all that mundane stuff. Like you're going to find someone eventually who you really get along with. Yeah, and I think that it's really about living in the moment. But the other problem that makes dating not so much fun is when people, and if you accidentally, like, put expectations on another person and, like, unrealistic projections. Oh, yeah. And expectations, basically, instead of just, like, being in the moment and just getting to know someone over some time. Yeah, I've definitely been guilty of that mistake, you know, meeting someone that I found a really strong connection with and then starting to project my expectations on her. And then, 
you know, hearing from her that she wanted to see someone else or she just wasn't feeling it the same way that I was. Yeah. Like it's, it's a slice of uh, humble pie right there. Yeah. And it can be a really tough pill to swallow, but I feel that in the long run, it actually makes you much stronger. So when you do come across those people who you again, feel that connection with, you're much more willing to make the leap and kind of put yourself out there and let your feelings be known to that person so that you can connect with her or him on an even deeper level. Yeah. So that's dating in our 30s and that everything's going to be all good. So we need to put aside technology because we sound like two old foddy dotties here talking about (laughs) the good old days. By the way, foddy dotties, I... (laughs) I don't think I've heard anyone use the term fuddy-duddies since, like, 1995, and the person who said it was, like, a 65-year-old woman. That's my point. Uh, That's how old I think we sound right now because we're talking about how great technology is and how much it's changed. (laughs) Yeah. So, technology aside, what do you think the difference is between dating in your 20s and dating in your 30s? Like, I feel like I know myself more in my 30s, as an example. Oh, yeah. So, maybe filtering and what you would accept or not accept in personal boundaries is a lot more clear. Yeah. You know, I I feel in my 30s, I'm much more in tune with what my personal goals are. And that kind of, you know, reflects itself or projects itself when it comes to meeting new people and, and dating. You know, in my 20s, like, yeah, I didn't really know what the future held for me. I was still figuring out my career. I was still, you know, working my first few jobs and trying to understand the way I was supposed to live life more independently, like paying for my own bills and rent and, and all that stuff and figuring out the next step in, in my career. And... You know, now these days, I feel like I understand what what my goals are. Like I have like a five year plan, you know, a 10 year plan. Like I know, yeah, like eventually I want to have this title and this position. I want to be doing these kinds of projects and, you know, I want to own property. I want to, you know, travel to these countries back in my 20s. Yeah, like they were kind of like a blip in in the horizon, but they weren't necessarily something that I thought of on a daily basis. And it definitely manifests itself in the way I, you know, interact with people, like meeting them for the first time. It's like, all right, do, you know, I want to see this person later on tonight, like at home or, you know, these days it's more like, do I want to see this person two years from now at home? They, of two very different goals. So, but I think in our 20s, we don't need to be worrying about trying to find our husband too soon. No, no, I feel like... Things can change. Yes, yes, a lot can change. You know, first of all, you know, maybe the other person's trying to figure out her career too. And, you know, also the biological clock isn't ticking at that point for most people either. And, you know, my personal take is, you know, you have to kind of listen to yourself. You can't worry about, you know, what 
what your parents tell you or, or like maybe what your friends back home in your, your small hometown are telling you to do. Like maybe everyone back home gets married when they're like 20, 21 years old and they have two kids by the time they're 23. And, you know, you really just have to trust your gut and not worry about what's coming in from the outside. So, yeah, you know, if you, hey, if you feel like getting married, you know, in your 20s, hey, congratulations to you. But I feel instinctively, and this is maybe more on a personal level, you don't have to rush into anything. You know, you can play the field and just see what's out there. There's no need to just dive headfirst into the deep end. Make sure that you're compatible. Like properly compatible, I think. And then I think there's a few ways to make sure you're compatible in my books, emotionally, intellectually, sexually, and also if there's the, like, X factor spark that doesn't make any well, there probably is science behind it. I just don't know science. Probably some quantum <laughs> physics or something going on, really. But that spark that doesn't really make any sense, but is just there. Like, I think it should be those four things. And I think in working out the compatibility, maybe in your 20s, you sometimes have a bit more of clarity about what those personal boundaries are and what would make that versus maybe in your 20s you let things slip or you make excuses for bad behavior that you don't need to be putting up with and things like that yeah i i feel these days i'm much more likely to put my foot down and say this isn't for me like i, I don't have to keep forcing something to work like if if i get the sense that someone's not interested then it's fine and just move on and in my 20s i, I feel like i just would have beat the shit out of that dead horse just to, you know, squeak one more date out of it. <laughs> do, you, do you remember dating in your 20s? Like, how did it feel? So, most of my 20s were spent with the same woman. Um, four years though, right? Four of those so years. So, you've got six single. Uh, yeah, yeah, five years single. So, how was, how was that like? What was that like? So, in the beginning, it was actually uh, almost a full year of not dating because I, I felt the need to find my own space and collect myself again and reconnect with friends that I hadn't spent a lot of time with and, you know, get back into hobbies and interests that I'd kind of put in the back burner because I was spending so much time with my girlfriend. Mm. So, you know, getting back into the things that I was, I was interested and passionate about and then, you know, just really strengthening those those friendships that, you know, had been on the wayside for a while. But after that, you know, once I started dating again, it was it was fun. But at the same time, like looking back, I'm kind of cringing at it because it's like learning how to ride a bike for the first time. <laughs> you know, like the dating frontier had just like entirely shifted from what it was when I was, you know, 24. And now here I was, I was you know, 29 years old and like suddenly it's like, it's all dating apps and it's all, you know, texting. Like you call someone up on the phone and, you know, they, you know, look at you sideways. Like, <laughs> like why the fuck are you calling me right now? Like, can you not type shit? And I had someone tell me that it was so invasive to make a yeah. phone call. I laughed. And like, I mean, honestly, like what <laughs> the fuck is so weird about calling someone? It's like, Unless, you know, you're in the middle of like a funeral or, you know, 
you're like taking a shit. Like no, but you don't answer the phone, obviously, in those situations. But there's nothing wrong with. I mean, <laughs> most people don't answer in those situations. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not most Inter- people. <laughs> yeah, interesting examples. <laughs> That was not where I was going with the phone call. <laughs> oh, anyway, is there anything else you think's like good about dating your thirties versus twenties and what you eventually learn? These days, I, I feel like I, I have a less, much lower tolerance for bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to waste my time with someone who's like breadcrumbing me along or, or just looking for attention and has no intent of actually like meeting me or, or dating me. Yeah. Why do you think people do that? You know, I, I feel like they need some sort of validation from the outside because they don't feel good about themselves. I've stopped talking to a guy sometimes, maybe online, because he just starts to annoy me. Like the like it's it's like it's sort of like the attitude. Like the more you open the mouth, you, you're starting to get annoying now. Like shut your mouth. Yeah. So I, I mean, changed my mind, but that could be considered breadcrumbing or something like that. Like he might have thought I was dragging him along and never intended to date him, but um, I might have swiped whatever right. Yep. I might have swiped right on him and maybe he had an intention to go date, but then he opened his mouth and I didn't want to go on a date with him. And that's no difference to seeing a hot guy at a bar and then he opens his mouth and you don't want to go on a date with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've come across women who have said stuff that just makes me not interested anymore. It like yeah. drives me away. Like I've, I've had women say really stupid, ignorant, you know, nonsense, like, you know, racist shit even. Yeah. So maybe like, I know um, some people that can be guilty of this for sure is like, not be too quick to judge if maybe someone falls away then and not not take it personal and like oh they'll just like stringing me along and this and that and maybe just accepting it and letting it go and be like yeah that's cool it fell away like whatever the (laughs) who cares why because as they say rejection is usually a redirection to something that's going to be a blessing yeah yeah that's a good way of framing it you know you don't take something personally but you can still grow from it yeah always i think always but what's what is usually and this isn't for everyone like some people are still learning this in their 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s it's um up to the individual and the human being but i know i do and i think you do as well because you've done the work is in your 30s you have a healthy sense of self-love yeah Versus in your 20s. But just because you're in your 30s doesn't mean that you have a healthy sense of self-love. I know people older that don't have a healthy sense of self-love. So, I don't think it's actually an age thing like 20s versus 30s. But we, I definitely have learned to have self-love now that I didn't have in my 20s. And I think that's what makes dating better. So, maybe the advice isn't necessarily 20s versus 30s, but like people of- Learning how to love yourself a hundred percent. And I know that might sound really corny right now. <laughs> so corny, I'm so dorky. 
but I mean it in a good way. I don't mean it in like an arrogant asshole sort of way. Like oh, you think yeah. you're better than everyone else and put yourself on a pedestal, but you love yourself and accept yourself and know that you're a fucking rad person because you are and the right person's going to see that in you as well and just accepting yourself, you know, warts and all, as they say. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, I think the point is, you know, maybe – when I was younger or in, in this could apply to any age, but it's the difference between not loving yourself enough and looking for validation from an outside source versus loving yourself in the first place and wanting to share that with someone else. Yes. That is the different approach in dating, which we can do in our twenties or our thirties. Yeah. We should leave it there. Cause that's such a beautiful way to leave it there. And I probably can explore that on another episode. So you'll have to tune in <laughs> to that one. Thanks for listening guys. Hope you have an awesome um, week of dating and let's not take breadcrumbing or anything as a thing. Let's see it as the other person's stuff and just let it go. have just listened to our deepest secrets revealed podcast with sarah finlay don't forget to subscribe to be alerted to our next episode connect with us via twitter and if you have any questions please email my question at ourdeepestsecretsrevealed.com help us get the word out there and email a friend or two today about this episode you can go over to itunes and share the episode directly to a friend via a tweet facebook messenger share or post it to your profile Otherwise, you can copy the link and email it. Thank you so much for sharing. Until next time, keep shining. Enjoyed this episode of our Deepest Secrets Reveal? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's like leaving a tip and really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.